Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 5 of the 167 Podcast. My name is Shannon Patterson. I'm the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I'm here with my friend and media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hello, Joshua. Hey, Shannon. Hey, everybody listening. Um, Thanks for joining us on our fifth episode of the 167 Podcast. Cinco. Yep. Um, Again, if you're liking what we're doing on this podcast, please subscribe. And if you have someone that this might help in uh, their daily walk, please share it with them. For sure. And... uh, but other than that, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. All so, right. so yeah, dinosaurs, <laughs> uh, Stegosaurus, um, Velociraptor. Um, no, okay, so Jurassic Park one and two. Why I asked oh, dinosaurs oh, okay, is sir. because Barney. We, ju- we just started our series <laughs> called "The Gospel According to Genesis." Yes, and everyone is kind of cool with. Like, God, like, everyone in the Christian world goes, yep, God created in seven days. But then they go, what about the dinosaurs? <laughs> or what about um, everything that the rock the rock layers show? Too- I, listeners, I wish you could see Josh's hand motions and facial expressions at this moment. The, the <laughs> earth is like two million years old. It doesn't make sense. So that's kind of some of the stuff that people go, um, that's that's kind of the stuff people want to talk about in Genesis. Yeah. And they kind of miss the boat. Yeah. So let's right the ship. (laughs) I guess by miss the boat, you mean like they're kind of missing the the whole point of it all, which is is where we started off with this series. Um, You know, I loved, by the way, we are recording this on Wednesday, so... I guess a day before our folks will be, it'll be first going out. Yep. Um, but I, I, I loved the, the clip from Sunday's message that you guys posted today, not because I'm in it, because I'd prefer not to see or hear myself. Um, but uh, we, we just, we took that, that snippet of the message, which to me was kind of the, I don't know, the nugget out of it mm-hmm. all, like where so many people want to put the emphasis on the on the details and the how, and I know it. I mean, I, the the clip I think starts with the "this might sound like a cop out." Yeah. Um, but there are just so many things about, like you said, archaeology, carbon dating, dinosaurs, the Ice Age, all these things, but none of them, as a believer, and as what you know, general revelation, looking at the world and realizing there's a creator, none of those questions disqualify that it was still created, mm-hmm. that there was a creator who did the creation. Right. Um, so that whole nothing times nobody equals everything is off the table. Yeah. That's not an option. Um, so whether it's an old earth or young earth or all those things, um, it doesn't take away that there was a creator and that God is the creator of it all. 
Um, I said on Sunday that I had an opinion yeah, and that I wasn't going to share it because it's just an opinion. Um, I wasn't going to share it in my message. No, but here. But I said I would share it here. Um, and I, okay, fine. Um, I think there's a term for, and I've heard it before. That's why I say, I think for kind of where I stand on creation. And I would say that I am a historical creationist, if that's where you want to get really technical. Mm. Um, and when you look at the text in Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, they are, um, in my opinion, those are a separate event from where verse 3 picks up. So verses 1 and 2 um, are, let's see, me pull. in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So you have those verses where it's, Moses is writing this, he's describing this as there was nothing, it was formless, it was void, mm-hmm. God created. And so for me, I'm, I see this and it's like, boom, okay, creation is now complete the heavens and the earth um when it's used later on the times that it's used in scripture um it implies the entirety of the universe of everything right um when you see the that term heavens and earth it means everything um that's just a way that in in our language or in the hebrew language or whatever language it's being told it's just a way of saying like we have a word everything mm-hmm. well you know yeah. what does that mean and so um, verses 1 and 2, creation's complete. And then from verse 3 on, what you find are these are the specifics of um, filling in the creation of the universe. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, verses 1 and 2 are you know, the, the matter, the earth, the, the universe, the stars, the planets, all these things. And then verse 3 begins the specifics of what's going to inhabit this creation, which includes Adam and Eve. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with a literal seven days. I don't have a problem against it. I'm not, I wouldn't, um, you know, die on the hill of an argument about it having to be a literal seven days. The only, uh, the reason that I'm okay with a seven day, um, uh, creation story is because, uh, of course what that would mean is I think our earth is younger than some people would want to say, right? Whether it's millions of years old or whatever, um, the account that we see in Scripture that Moses shares has Adam and Eve created as mature adults, or at mm-hmm. least old enough to bear children, right? So, um, so they were created at a more mature level of what we know in in our growth process as human beings. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, is it also possible that the earth or the universe or the heavens and the earth, as verse one and two say, could have also been created in a mature way so that they could be at a place, uh, so creation could be at a place to continue being fruitful? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the measure of, I know some people are totally like loving what we're talking about right now, and other people are like, oh, will you please move on to something else? Um, but, you know, when you think about, people, you know, carbon dating and some of the, the, the scientific ways that are used to measure 
the age of the earth. Uh, and I'm not super like into all this too bad, but Drew would love to. <laughs> but you have to remember that even something like carbon dating is a tool used to um, try to ascribe a date to something. Mm-hmm. But at what point? I mean, in 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 the best case scenario, that's a theory that's been used to. And, and been carried out over time to be a measure. Mm-hmm. But at no point were they like, we know with 100 million percent positivity that this rock is three million years old. And because of that, we're going we're gonna to use that now in our equation and how we determine the age of other things. Like they didn't have that one initial proof of, yeah. okay, this is how we're going to do all this stuff. All mm-hmm. right, I'm, I'm boring people now. I can... Josh's eyes are glazing over. No, no, so. no. This is the stuff. I like this stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, it makes total... S- I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a young earth, mature earth guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, sure, the rock <clears throat> says it's three million years old because God said it needed to be this far along in its life cycle. Right. You know, like he, he made Adam as a child, a man that could bear children Mm -hmm. he didn't make him as a two-year-old because that would have problems (laughs) you know he's supposed to name all the animals but he got a little too close to the tiger oh well are you saying that that adeline as a three-year-old your daughter would not just if she were just left her own devices that things might not be okay no (laughs) as long as she had her ipad she'd be fine yeah if she had that she'd be good (laughs) until it died oh no um of course, evolution comes into play in all this stuff. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, I, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'd say why I don't believe evolution is that when you look at the theory of, of evolution, death is part of the cycle, mm-hmm. and um, there was no death in the initial creation story until the fall, until the disobedience and sin and the temptation and sin that Adam and Eve experienced, which we're going to talk about this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so death was not part of, of that initial creation. And so uh, you need death for the evolutionary cycle. So to me, that just kind of rules it out. And also evo- what evolution does, and this is where I really say no way, is that it dismisses the special relationship that that God has with us, with humanity, and uh, you and I being image bearers of God. And we see that in verse 27 of Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of takes that off the table. It's like, no, we're just, we're just evolving beings like anything else uh, that is alive today. And so it takes out that special relationship. Mm-hmm. So. And and this is one of those things that you can debate with um, <laughs> yeah. another uh, brother or sister in Christ, and you can go at it, and you'll never have a solution. Like, no, on no. this on this side of eternity, we'll never know. Right. But when we get to the other side of eternity, we can find out. And then it won't matter. We won't care. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all that this this stuff is great, but it really goes down to what you were talking about in your message. God is the creator, mm-hmm. and we are the creation. Mm-hmm. And as long as we acknowledge and embrace that relationship, right. everything else will fall in line or not matter. Right, right. And if I'm engaging with someone who does not acknowledge God as creator, 
then my responsibility as a Christ follower is to help them see that in a way that's not like being a jerk, you know, like, Hey, well, uh, you know, let's talk about the, you know, the stars, the moon, the, you know, like all those things. And, um, you know, that's, that's a work of the Holy spirit. I want to play a part in that the best way I can as a, as a follower of Jesus. Um, but when, when you, when it comes to believers having issues about this, I think it's wasted breath and wasted energy because my opinion really doesn't matter. Yours doesn't matter. Um, it's about the creator, like Mm -hmm. you said. So, uh, we have our, uh, study guide up. Yeah. Study guide and notes. Yeah. That we put up the notes, uh, from the message and some just kind of helpful, uh, questions or ways to kind of Mm -hmm. digest what we talked about Sunday. So that's up on the website. I think that'll be great. And there's some really cool, like, uh, <clears throat> links to, I think we'll have at least one, one video, video per that really uh, does a great job mm-hmm. of of sharing uh, where we are in Genesis and, and what we're going through. And so we want you know people to be able to use that and take advantage of that. And if you like <clears throat> to plan ahead, sorry, it will be available Sunday morning. I had someone email me go, where are the notes or a text message actually, and the and gentleman was like, where are the notes? I'm looking for them. I'm like, they won't be up till Sunday. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. And they were there. So mm-hmm. um, they'll, we'll have those up, which makes me, I'm sitting here right now going, have I given him the notes for this coming Sunday? No. <laughs> so, all right, note to self, make some stuff. So, um, but you know, when, when it goes, the, the whole emphasis of that, of course, is we just want to equip you guys. We yeah. want to equip, um, people to be able to engage in conversation for you to be able to engage in the word for you to be able to say, okay, this is where, um, I understand this is, this is what I believe about my God. So, cause we're, we're in, I mean, I think I've said it three out of the five weeks of this podcast is that we're in a different time and different world for, uh, the church mm-hmm. and for in right now, the way it is with COVID, you your faith, you have to be such an active part of your faith right right now, where before people could be very, very passive and still feel like they were getting a full plate of faith. Sure, yeah. But you can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so we're trying to equip you to be active mm-hmm. in in your consumption of faith and then how you share it. So Yeah, I... I that whole the consumer mentality is one that's it's tough because everything in our world is about how to create ease and and um quicker and and faster uh, connect, you know to get information or to get what we want or oh, whatever yeah, that's my job <laughs> and 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 we want to do that but we want to make sure it's an equipping not mm-hmm. a um <clears throat> i don't know just like a uh you know, like a, like a baby needs feed me now and Mm -hmm. give it to me. And, but no, it's to equip so that you can use it, not just so that you can take it for yourself and take it in and be done with it. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, we're not just here to fill your cup. We're here to fill your cup and to show you how to pour your cup out Mm -hmm. into other people. Sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, there was the, I think it was in the Entheos series we did, uh, in the fall, but we spent a little time talking about some wording, um, 
there's a term for the church, and it means the physical building called the kirk. Mm-hmm. And then there is the living embodiment of the church, which is the ecclesia, which is you know the being called out the right. the 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 people. And and we want to make sure that we're always leaning. We're going toward we're ecclesia. We're not we're not the kirk, mm-hmm. and um, then we're not just a, a physical location on a map, but we are the ecclesia, the living embodiment. Yeah, for of sure. The church, and we talked about that on um, on Sunday. You know, we we you know we're in Genesis, of course, um, but we compared Genesis one, those first uh, three verses, with the first couple of verses in John chapter one, mm-hmm. talking about. So you know, Genesis one one starts with in the beginning. John one starts with in the beginning. In John, it places Jesus being being described as the Word, capital W, mm-hmm. in this process of creation. Um, John one in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it says um, in verses four and five, the Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So we spent a little bit of time talking about being the light. Mm-hmm. I know that that resonated with quite a few people because I've heard from them. Um, um, yeah. Since some people might be listening to this out of um, time, basically, um, let's give a little backstory on why you chose mm-hmm. to talk about being the light. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was already planning on it. Uh, even in my, you know, because as mm-hmm. you know, I work on messages so months far, out, yeah. and then I come back around to them, and then I'll make some little changes or whatever, however the Holy Spirit wants to do that. Um, but in our community, uh, the week leading up to that message, uh, we had uh, two suicides, uh, one of an adult, one of a teenager, and then an attempted suicide of another teenager, Um and a lot of our people were affected. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were in, connected to all three persons, um, you know. Or I don't know if you only have if you only know one. It's still it's a it's yes. a devastating thing to process. And um, and so as I was looking over my my uh, message leading up to that Sunday, knowing all this, um, I just felt it was even more important for us to address being the light of Jesus, um, Mm -hmm. being that light that shines in the darkness, being that presence of Christ. And, and not that being aware that that's what we can do, being aware that that is when we said yes to Jesus, like that is now something that I have the, the opportunity to do if I live into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, talking about the light was, I think, really important because um, I think in those moments when you deal with that heaviness of of suicide and and um, you know mental illness, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a, in a minute, I guess. But um, you know, I think for those who are left wondering, like, uh, what could I have done? What could I have said? Second guessing the the last interactions you may have had with that person. Um, I wanted to remind people to be the light in as 
as much as possible all the time. And, and I made a very important note and I'll say it again now is we don't save people. We don't, I don't, we don't save people. We have an opportunity to, to live as Christ, to, to allow what he's done in us to shine for other people. God does the saving work. Mm -hmm. It's not on us to do that. Um, but I do believe that it's our responsibility to, to live that out as much as possible. So where's, where there's darkness, where there's chaos, where there's confusion, all those things, we can step into those moments. And hopefully, prayerfully, um, people are saying, okay, something's different about this person. What, What is it? And we're able to say, well, it's Jesus. Let me tell you about, about Jesus. So um, I guess well, I, I mentioned mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I have uh, been open, very open, with our uh, congregation, with our church, um, with our community about, uh, my mental health. Um, I, I deal with depression and anxiety, uh, diagnosed for now the last, I guess, 15 years. Um, but obviously I had that prior mm -hmm. and, um, we had a, uh, a, a, a worship service, um, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, here at the church to um, to bring people together to pray to worship to hear some encouragement and and I shared a little bit about my my story and my journey um, and in regard to mental health I think the first thing I would want to say um, is if you are someone who is suffering alone with anxiety with depression just find community, find that community. And I know to say that it's just like, oh, you don't understand. Like no, no one will get this or I'm a, a ashamed or embarrassed. Um, but that is a lie of the enemy, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to want to keep you in isolation, to keep you away from people. But the moment that you, uh, can be in a safe community and admit that you're hurt that's when God can t can begin that healing process. Um, but there's there's got you've got to be willing to take down that that wall a little bit. Um, connecting with God, um, you know, seeking out counseling, um, and I would say professional counseling if mm -hmm. if needed. Um, therapy, uh, psychiatry. I mean, all in Christ and Christ centered community. Um, I think those are really important. Last night, one of the things I uh, spoke to the the large group that was there is I kind of hit on a couple of lies that I believed um, before I was ever diagnosed and really understood kind of what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, some lies and then some truths and then some steps to take based on, and I shared three. <laughs> and with every, every, for all three, the act, the steps to take was to tell someone. Mm -hmm. was to talk to someone. Yeah. And that really is the most important place to start is to talk to someone. Um, and, and with that, I would say that the church needs to be a place where, um, that we understand that mental health is not just a personal quiet issue and everyone will deal. It is, it is a spiritual issue because, if it's dealing with a human being, it's a spiritual issue because every human being was created in the image of God. Right. And, um, and so I say that to not, not confuse that because there are, I mean, there are some well-meaning believers who think if you just, if 
you just pray through it, you'll be done. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to seek out medication or doctors or anything. You just pray on through it. And, um, I just, I don't agree with that. Um, well, God gives, uh, professionals the abilities to do what they do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those are God given Mm -hmm. talents. Yeah. And I'm certainly not, um, uh, saying that that prayer and and scripture reading and all that is not important. It is so important, mm-hmm. um, so so very important. And do I think that in some ways our our entire population is over medicated? Yes, I do. Um, but um, I, I think there is a, a a a wise balance in there between mm-hmm. um, understanding what's going on in your physical body. I mean, the thing is, is like. We wouldn't tell someone with a broken arm to pray through it. No. <laughs> um, hey, Josh, I'm sorry you broke your arm. Let me pray for you. We're gonna have it. We're gonna keep praying until that bone is healed. Well, mm-hmm. see, there's an there's an opportunity for that bone to receive healing. You know, to set it to you know do all the things that need to be done, and um, and and mental mental health mm-hmm. is is in that same realm. Well, yeah, and I mean, so it can. It should always start with prayer, and then prayer can prayer will lead you to go. Will open your eyes to who, you, prayerfully, who God wants you to go speak with, sure, or what doctor He wants you to see. Like God, if you take any situation to God, mm-hmm. he, He's gonna light the way that He wants you to go. Sure, and and that's prob, and that's where some people get confused with. Like in my mind. People get confused with praying through things. Praying through things like you can pray through it, but God. But when you pray through things, God's gonna light what action you need to take. Mm-hmm. Because we're not as Christians, we're not passive people. We're supposed to take action, and some people right. take prayer as just to just sit there and pray and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that and that's not what when you bring mm-hmm. something to God and you pray about. He's gonna tell you what your next steps are. Yeah, not yep. he's gonna fix. He, he might fix some things, but he's not going to sure. fix everything. He'll lead you to people that he will fix things through them. Mm-hmm. And that and that's what I feel like doctors and, and psychiatrists and stuff like that mm-hmm. are God's vessels on how to fix things in, in, on, on earth. Yeah, and, you know, when you talk about uh, mental health and, and um, depression, anxiety, and... and personality disorders and all those things, you know, there are so many layers to it. Um, there are some mental health issues that have, have be, that began because of maybe a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some that are just, um, you know, the way that you're, you know, genetically, uh, you know, the way that you're wired, um, that, and the environment you lived in, like, that's just, it, it kind of, is, is there. Mm -hmm. And so to try to just, you know, to tell, um, you know, first let's say someone is dealing, uh, with depression, anxiety, uh, some sort of mental health issue because of a traumatic experience. Um, yes, that person needs to be given spiritual counsel to walk through the healing and the forgiving, uh, process of what occurred without a doubt, mm-hmm. but it doesn't automatically just take away exactly the issues that they might be dealing with. Um, whereas someone who, you know, just, 
you know, where the genetics and, and whatnot that they're dealing with. Um, and they can't really pinpoint any particular reason or moment in time or anything mm-hmm. that occurred that was like the, the trigger for when they started to have notice um, right. issues. If you were to tell that person to pray through it, I mean, they, goodness gracious, wh- where do they, where do they go? How do they do it? And not Josh nor I are professionals. <laughs> uh, we are not professional counselors. We are not psychiatrists. We are offering our thoughts on this and our opinions on this. I'm sharing my own personal experience with it. Um, so if you find yourself at a place where you are hurting, I would just say start with talking to a trusted person, a trusted person that you, that you, um, that, that you, a trusted Christian person, um, who can listen, who can offer advice. Um, but let's de-stigmatize the issue. That's what I was saying as the church, like we just, I've, I felt it was important for me to be, to Mm -hmm. share, um, from the platform that I have as the lead pastor that, Hey, I deal with depression and anxiety. I take Mm -hmm. medication for it. I have a therapist. I see a psychiatrist to make sure my medications are good. Um, you know, and, and I'm not ashamed of those things. Um, and because I want to be a healthier person, um, and be able to, you know, to, to be the, all that I, I am supposed to be. So we want to take away that stigma that comes with, uh, mental health. So, um, so I don't know, I guess I want to just reiterate if you're, if you're suffering, if you're hurting, seek someone out, you know, seek out someone that you can trust and start that process, start that conversation. And then there's a church. We're not going to make this something that we don't talk about. It's real. It's there. Mm-hmm. We will address it. We'll continue to address it. And we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Um, and then I would say, I don't know if I wanted to offer another piece of advice in regard to this. If you're the trusted person that someone comes to and says, Hey, I'm dealing with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that that can kind of freak some people out. Like they don't know what to do with that yeah. information. Um, I think about some of our students who have, have, um, you know, two of one of the, the suicides I mentioned was a, a young person, mm-hmm. high school age. And then the attempted one was as well, uh, also high school age. And so I think about our students, who maybe just, you know, as friends and in conversation, you know, what do you do if you get the text message that says, um, I don't even want to live anymore. Um, I don't, I don't think I matter. Like no one would even miss me. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are red flags and those are things we want to take seriously. Um, and I made a, a statement last night that I want to repeat, um, today and in regard to how do we, help people. And it was this statement that, um, your reputation, your life is more important than your reputation. Mm -hmm. So for the person who's afraid to say, Hey, I'm having problems, but I'm, I'm afraid what, what will people think? Or God forbid for a parent who's afraid of what people will think if their child has problems and needs help and they don't, um, are afraid to really seek it or do mm. what needs to be done because of it. We we need to we need to just say no. That is not. We don't want to. The life of a person is more important than their reputation. And so, I would even say, um, 
you know, and this is hard, but like if someone tells you they're having problems and you know that you are not equipped beyond saying, Hey, I love you. I'm here for you. I will pray for you. I will be your person. You can call me anytime. You can text me anytime, but they also need help. And, and you need to be, you might be in a position where you have to help the help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you have to help that ball get rolling. Yeah. And, and it might come at the expense for on the short term, maybe that person, you know, not, um, not wanting you to say anything. Um, mm. I don't know. You, you need to pray about that and have some wisdom in that. Uh, because when I say, see, if you're dealing with something and I say, seek out a trusted person, what I don't mean is, is you go to them and say, Hey, listen, I'm severely depressed. I want to take my life. You can't tell anybody. That's not what I mean by no. a trusted person. Uh, a tr- that's not fair. No, no. You can't lay that on somebody. A trusted person is someone who you know they're going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. that they're going to be um, sincere with you and real with you, um, but they're not gonna they're not gonna just take that home and then live with that. That's not like you said. That is a perfect way that that is not fair. Yeah. So um, let's not hold people hostage with mm-hmm. the things that we're dealing with. If you're if you're seeking needing help, um, so but some I think we need to. As let's say someone's come to us and told us how they feel, those responses, um, what they're sharing, whether like from the outside looking in, you can see that maybe it's a momentary problem mm-hmm. uh, or it's not as big as they've made it out to be. Maybe you've experienced something similar and you know, hey, they're going to come out of this. There's another side to this. There's a new day. But for the person that's dealing with it, mm-hmm. um, to them, they don't see that. And so... We have to remember that someone, when they are talking about what they're going through in their pain, it is 100% true to them. Um, and to try to blow it off and be like, nah, hey, tomorrow's a new day. You know, like Even though we know it, how we speak to them and how we offer them advice is really important. We've got to be careful that we don't downplay or minimize what they're dealing yeah yeah we never and we never ever ever assume that suicidal thoughts are not serious Mm -hmm. um and you know to the point that uh you know if it's if someone's talking about suicide they're either serious or they are so hurt that they want they are in need of that care they're, they're in need of someone showing care for them Mm -hmm. and 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 there's something going on inside of them where they feel as if they are unloved and unworthy and so you got to take that serious regardless of whether you think they're going to carry that through sometimes all a person needs in in those moments of of extreme stress is just someone to listen to them and affirm them and know that they're loved and that their life does matter Mm -hmm. and um I don't know. This is a heavy topic. I know for those who are tuning in on, on this going, Oh, I thought we were talking about Genesis, but, um, this is kind of where we are right now in in our church, in our community. Um, and I do think it circles back without a doubt to, um, there is a God. He is the creator of all things. Oh yeah. I think it ties back to that. We are his creation. Whether we recognize it or not, we have been made in the image of God Mm -hmm. Um, and that's super important. Spe- yeah. Like, if you, 
struggle with self worth, mm-hmm. knowing that you were created in the image of the Almighty Creator. I don't yeah. know about you, but that like it kind of puffs up my chest a little. Bit. <laughs> you know, um, it and finding and that should be where you find your self worth. You're you were made in the image of the Almighty Creator, and He loves you. With, without question. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where any and all of our self-worth should come from. Should come from, yeah. yeah. In, any other person or any other thing, they're going to let you down. <laughs> and that's where at least my problems come, came from mm-hmm. because I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, I put my, I tried to find my ultimate happiness in people and things and, mm-hmm. and they let me down. Yeah. But if you put your your self-worth and, and your faith into the knowing that you were made in the image of the almighty creator and he loves you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I mean, it, it all comes back to that. It's that that's where, who, where we are. We're the creation of almighty God. And as someone who is following Jesus and has said yes to Christ, um, now we have been given the opportunity to share that truth and share that that hope with other people mm-hmm. um, and to carry his Holy Spirit with us. I mean, when we talk about shining the light, I mean, that's really what that is, is that that we carry with us this this the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about redemption and the opportunity to start over. And uh, for a lot of people, I think the the burden and the weight and the darkness of feeling like they can't get past or out of circumstances they might be in right now. Um, the wonderful thing about our God is that he redeems us. Like he gives us a do over. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we can't, that there might not be, uh, consequences to the circumstances we've had. Um, but the, the, the light starts to shine in the darkness, yep. you know, um, and so we're actually going to be talking about that, um, this, this week, uh, with that light in through consequences. And mm-hmm. So, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff. I know it's kind of, kind of heavy, but, yeah. um, it's, 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 it's real and it's, it's where we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you struggle with mental health and you want to talk to, one of us up here at the church, mm-hmm. please do. You can, mm-hmm. all of our emails are at theporchcc.com yep. and with our name in front of it. Our Shannon, first name, yep. Yep, Shannon, Justin, Kristen, Josh. And then at theporchcc.com, we'd be happy to talk with you. And then we also, and if you just feel like you don't want to reach out to one of us specifically, mm-hmm. we have an incredibly equipped nurture team and they are fantastic. And if you'd like to reach out to our nurture team, it's nurture at theporchcc.com. Mm-hmm. And you can reach out in any form you want, and we just be happy to talk to you. For sure. And and um, and obviously, like I said, like none of us are, you know, counselors in the mental health field, but we can most certainly uh, talk with you, encourage you, pray with you, and then give you some suggestions of... Um, some people that you could reach out to, some professionals you could reach out to, um, to continue the the journey to to mental health. 
Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's exactly what it is. Is let's 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 have spiritual health and mental health, and um, all those things. So, um, all right, porch community, we we love you and listeners. Thanks for for being a part of this um this experience. I should say experiment, but uh, experience we've yeah. been on. Uh, what were you about to say, Josh? I'm sorry. I've... Well, I was gonna. I was before we wrapped up. I wanted to talk about um, what we got coming up for this Sunday. Ooh, okay. Well, um, that means Shannon, quickly look at your notes that you have for Sunday. Sunday is Valentine's Day. Valentine's. I love Valentine's. Why do people do that? I don't know. It's a thing. People mess up words. I don't know. Yeah, but that's one of the like I. <laughs> I get some words like messing up. I can't think yeah. of one off the top of my head because that would be too easy. But it doesn't. Oh, February. Like people mess up February. Yeah. I have to say it when I write it. February. Yeah. Got to say it. But I could see that one because of like the syllables. Sure. Syllables. Yeah. But valent, Valentine versus Valentine. I don't Well, get it's kind of like you're only going to one Walmart when you go, but some people go to the Walmarts. Walmarts. That's true. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's we, we just do these kind of things. Um, yeah. I had a, uh, in like fourth through sixth grade, um, there was a guy in our school. And I don't know if they thought this was cool. Probably at the time they didn't think it was cool. But later they were probably like, man. But in our fourth, fifth, and sixth grade classes, there were only three boys. Mm. For all those three years. So like I said, in fourth grade, they were probably like, well, this stinks. But then if they were like in seventh grade, hey. But one of the guys, uh, his name is Jimmy Ballantyne. B. B as in boy. Jimmy Ballantyne. So we used to sing this song like, will you be my Valentine, Valentine, Valentine? Will you be my Valentine, Jimmy Ballantyne? (laughs) And uh, listeners, I apologize for singing. Um, So... That's funny. I'll have to make sure. I'll have to reach out to Jimmy through Facebook and tell him to listen. Tell him to I just podcast. sang the song that we used to sing in the in the early eighties. So, but in late seventies, late seventies. So, in true um, Valentine uh, sermon topics. That's right. We're talking about. We're talking about sin. The original sin. We're talking about the fall. We're going to talk about relational harmony. Or the lack thereof. Um, and so, that wasn't intended. It, <laughs> it just, was not it intended. It just looked up. No, yeah, it, it's totally not. But ever since we, we like, I, I noticed it, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to want to miss a special Valentine's when we talk about the fall of humanity. That's right. It's going to be super awesome. What you getting, Drew, for Valentine's? Um, yep. There you go. I haven't even thought about it. I'm horrible. You know, I don't, we've never been super like gift. I mean, no, we do. I I pull the trick on him that I'm sure a lot of women do, where like somewhere in late November, early December, couples will be like, okay, we're only going to spend fifty dollars on each other because we budget, and you know, let's spend it on the kids and whatever. And then Drew's always, he's learned now. He's like, really? Only 50? Because then what I'll do is like over a period of weeks, I'll just see a little something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him that. Oh, and then I'll get him that. And then they add up and then he, sticking to our agreement, mm. will give me the $50-ish gift on Christmas. And then under the tree, there's like seven gifts for him. And I ended up doing like, you know, $100. And and he's like, really? 
Kara <laughs> sets a budget, and she sticks to it. Oh, does she? And I ignore the budget. <laughs> I just straight up go, nope. If you see it, you want to do it. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know. With with our daughter, like usually Mallory will she'll make cards. She's very artistic. Mm. And um we'll do stuff like that. So who knows? He'll probably take me to dinner or something. Mm, fine. Good times, good times. All right. Well, listeners, um it's the end of this episode. So uh, again, if you liked our uh, episode and you're liking our podcast make sure you're subscribing and if you know someone that needs to hear this mm-hmm. especially this one please share it please 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 and if you have uh, if there's some conversations or topics or even like strange things you want to know about me or josh or whatever yeah. silly things fun things um we'll we'll talk about those too so you can hit us up at the emails that josh yep. mentioned Josh and, uh, at com or Shannon at theporchcc.com. That's right. So, Porch Community, we love you very much. Very, very much. And be the light of Jesus wherever you are um, today in this moment that you're listening to this podcast. Um, look around you. There's some people that need the light and the hope of Jesus Christ. Share it with them because you just don't know what people are going through. Actually, you do, because you've been there too. Um, There's times when you've had a smile on your face, and yet the weight of the world was on you. Be the light of Jesus wherever you are today. See you, bye. See you, friends. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you Live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.